the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Blessed feast to you all. Today is my great joy and pleasure to celebrate our patron, St. Athanasius the Great, with you. What a beautiful hierarch is presented to us, uh, an exemplar of the office of a hierarch, though one who did not spend very much time in his own city as a hierarch. He was exiled some five times through the many years that he was the patriarch of Alexandria and suffered greatly for his faith. And it's because of the faith that he kept and taught and spread and fought for that he is such an exemplar of a hierarch. Today we've heard many Many scriptures are assigned to the holy hierarchs. And St. Athanasius, in one way or another, embodies them all. For him, Christ is all and in all. Christ is the high priest for whom he became a representative as a high priest. Christ is the shepherd for whom he could become a shepherd as well. Christ is the lamb whose life was offered for the sake of the world and St. Athanasius gave his life to the very body of the church. Christ is the door and the light, and in some way, Athanasius opened up the door to us for holy orthodoxy and kept it open for us, and he gave us the light that some, what is it, 17, some 1,700 years later, we are commemorating him today and remembering him in that great power that our Lord bestowed upon him through his suffering and his tenacious faith. So, here we see a man who knew that Alexander was not the city that he was journeying toward, but to the heavenly city, as we heard in the epistle. The city to come was St. Athanasius' entire vision. It was on the city to come, onto the heavenly city, that St. Athanasius was such a great hierarch because he only had that aim in view. Everything else was passing. He knew that it was only temporary, and he made the most of the time that he had and the opportunity that was allowed to him as a hierarch. So bishops are called to imitate the high priest of heaven. Priests are called to teach, and he was a high priest, to teach the unchanging Christ so that we can seek the everlasting city and have that vision clear in our minds. If we are all to follow the Lamb of God, whose body was taken to outside the city of Jerusalem, it is a type for us to look and see that our lives are not here on this world. They are not in these earthly cities. There is a sacrifice that is offered, and we can join that sacrifice and inherit the gifts of it through our praise, our acknowledging of the Lord's name, doing good for others, and for sharing what we have. St. Athanasius embodied every single one of these. He taught of Jesus Christ as both God and man. When others, the Arians, taught that he was just a lesser being than God himself. He held to that, and for that, he was persecuted. 
he held that it was the God-man who was the one who was crucified outside of the city and who was the light on the hill and whose blood sanctified the altars of old by which we are now led and which we are sanctified and in some way we become the holy altar for which our sacrifices of praise and of thanksgiving and of acknowledging his name, of doing good, and of sharing what we have are offered. We are those altars. This is the faith that Athanasius held and preached, even as a little child. It's one of the best stories preserved that we have of Athanasius' life, that even as uh, with his playmates, running around and playing with them, even then, they knew that Athanasius was special. For when they played, just as many little boys and girls play, when they learn to chant or in their home at their altars with little uh, crocheted censers, something like this, Athanasius was doing the same. And his playmates said, you'll act as the bishop. And he took that office seriously, even in his play. The bishop of Alexandria, while Athanasius was a child, witnessed him not only pretend to baptize, but to actually baptize his pagan playmates by first catechizing them, teaching them the right faith, and then he baptized them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So thorough was he even in his play that the bishop said, these are real baptisms. So, this is who our patron is, even from his youth. He attended, as he grew up, he matured in his faith. He attended and participated in that great and holy ecumenical synod of Nicaea in 325, even writing the creed and approving of it and exclaiming that the Son is consubstantial with the Father, equal with him. Only as a mere deacon did he participate in this. And then 10 years later, he wrote his great work that we all hold dear is the work of On the Incarnation. And it is here that St. Athanasius lays out so importantly what the Orthodox faith is and why it is so important for us to hold to the faith as he taught it and as many of the others taught. It is here that he lays out that supreme importance that Jesus Christ to be the Son of God the eternal word through whom God made the world. He's the one from whom the Father made the world, and he entered that very world, taking on human nature, so that, and here's what all of that means, so that we could be led back into harmony with the Father and into that eternal city, into the city of the age to come. Now we are able to actually make that journey. And St. Athanasius never stopped preaching this. This is what is meant and why we read the epistles to the Hebrews. Because this is where St. Athanasius always had his eyes and where we can learn what we need to learn from him is to always have our eyes there on the eternal city in the age to come. So because of St. Athanasius' strong defense and never deviating from this, never compromising the faith in any way, even under great pressure, he was persecuted by emperors themselves. And he was given very little rest. And in this way, he became for us an exemplar 
of how far we can go with our Lord even when we are persecuted. When I was accounting for how much, how much time did he actually even spend as a bishop in Alexandria before not just writing letters and communicating and guiding from afar, but actually residing and enthroned there in Alexandria, of the 45-some years that he was bishop, he was only there for maybe 11 or 12 of them. The rest of the time, he was in exile. And this, he still guided us and still guides us today, even though he may be afar from us. He isn't visible to our physical eyes, but spiritually, he was always present and enthroned there in Alexandria. So he lived his life as one completely devoted to Christ, even though he was outside of his native home of Alexandria. And he was strengthened by the Lord to keep teaching the true faith as a bishop and as a theologian. He was one that had his eyes never deviating from where he was journeying to, even in his exile and even when slander was present. Still he loved his people, and still he loved those who persecuted him. We'll close with this great, there's no better way, no other summary than what we have heard from the wisdom of Solomon, the reading that we heard in Great Vespers. We need to take and put this into our hearts because this is what St. Athanasius is to us. These are the words from the wisdom of Solomon. In the sight of the unwise, they seem to die. And their departure is taken for misery. And their going from us is the utter destruction. But they are in peace. For though they be punished in the sight of men, yet is their hope full of immortality. And in the time of their visitation, they shall shine and run to and fro like sparks among the stubble. This is what St. Athanasius is to us. The spark and we are the stubble. This was what St. Athanasius was down to his very core. He was in his stubborn adherence to the God-man in deed and word, having no compromise, and even in his thought before God, he defended the salvific teaching of Christ with his whole soul and with his whole body. And for that, he became that spark traveling to and fro among the stubble, even to this day. For he co-suffered with his Lord in exile, and for us, 1,700 years later, we still remember him and we still look to him as a light and as a good shepherd to us. So may we, on this day, for grant, be granted a measure of the fullness of the faith that St. Athanasius held for us, the steadfastness of his belief, the courage to embrace what is foolish to the world, but in truth is a denial of the reality of God, just as St. Athanasius has held it. May each of us celebrate this who celebrate this feast have a hope full of immortality, that our spiritual eyes and feet may be aimed not here, but in the city of Christ, where Christ ascended to, the one that is outside here, better than any earthly realm. May we be like the stubble that catches fire, to be a light that shines to the world, by that visiting spark who visits us today, the venerable and God-bearing Father Athanasius, who we remember on this day. May we follow our patron as that righteous man who these words are spoken of, a bishop who followed his Lord spiritually into exile from his earthly city, right into the city of the age to come, which will last from ages to ages. May we follow and may we have his prayers. Amen.